Welcome back to Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General Podcast. I am Al, and with me is the one, the only, the Chad, the man with the plan, Knight. How's it going today, Chad? And of course, as everybody knows, I'm a stand-in for Rudy Alvinkovic. I was not aware of that, but all right. Well, now you are. Now you are. Now I know. No, I'm not. But God, that would be a great job, one. Yes, and now I know, and knowing is half the battle. Okay, GI Joe. <laughs> okay, so we are today going to be, you know, if it, so Chad, if knowing is half the battle, what's the other half of the battle? Um, the three pillars of being being uh, a happy human being. No, it's food, a, it's, sleep, and sex. <laughs> it's a mixture of uh, red lasers and blue lasers. But anyways. So, is yes. that what the answer is? I, I never knew. Okay. According to, so a gra- according to a graphic I saw on Facebook, knowing is half the battle, the rest is 25% red lasers and 25% blue rays- lasers. And no one ever posts anything misleading or incorrect on Facebook, right? Well, no, if it's on the internet, it has to be true. In fact, um, I believe it was Abraham Lincoln said something to the effect of everything online on or everything on Facebook is true. So... No, no, that was Thomas Jefferson who said that. He said, don't believe everything you read on the internet. Or maybe it was Lincoln that said that. I think some people argue it may have actually gone as far back as even Washington. Oh, well, that would make sense, I think. Um, You know, but chances are it was actually just Churchill. Let's be honest. It, It very well could have been. But anyways, today we are going to be continuing our look at Black Mirror. And... Uh, This episode, this is one of those episodes that it's not really one of my favorite episodes. It does make a couple of interesting points uh, when or possible commentaries about, you know, science and and, uh, human, the human experience, specifically the advancement of science. Yeah. And also, I think it makes a statement about grief and. Uh, the nature of how we deal with it. But uh, before we begin with this episode, there's going to be a little bit of talk about sex in this episode. So if you are listening to this with kids around, again, might want to, uh, you know, maybe listen to it later just because, I don't know, some people are open with that kind of stuff with their kids. Other people aren't. But just give them a candy bar and a can of Mountain Dew. They'll be fine. (laughs) So. This episode, first episode of season two, it starts it it starts out with two characters, Martha and her boyfriend, Ash, and right away as it starts, I don't know. I kind of got the feeling that they had been married because in one point she said after a decade, um, it was something he had done, but she said after a decade I should know this about you or something like that. Yeah, they're, I don't think they were married. They were either engaged or just boyfriend-girlfriend. But So it, okay. starts out, it starts out, as the great Snoopy would like to put it, a dark and stormy night. So Ash is sitting there on his cell phone. I don't, I, I don't remember if he was like posting on Facebook or Twitter or something like that. And his girlfriend Martha is coming up to him in the rain, 
you know, holding a couple of cups of coffee and, you know, knocking on him. And it takes a, takes a moment or two for him to realize, oh, I should probably let her in. Yeah, he's your typical, you know, tech geek. And, and then they go, we find out that they've recently moved into a house that's been in Ash's family. And it's remote. It's, you know, in the countryside, kind of far away. And they, you know, after moving in, they're getting settled in and stuff. And then they, you know, that evening, they, you know, they have sex. Which, that's not... they sure do. Yep. And after that, the next day, uh, Ash is going to go return the moving van. And he's, he's late. So Martha starts worrying about him. And eventually they find out that he was killed in a car accident. So it again flashes forward to the funeral where one of Martha's friends suggests an online service that uh, is, it, it sounds like what it is, it's, a, it's an algorithm or a program that it looks at your social media posts and then it somehow simulates your voice and this way people can essentially talk to you without you being there because the again this this program or whatever it is that uh you, you know that that they created somehow it takes a look at your social media profiles you know facebook twitter if you have something on youtube whatever and it uses that to get an idea of what your personality was like and what your different responses might be mm-hmm. So Martha is, you know, she's kind of reluctant to uh, to do this. And I think, as I recall, she was a little offended by the idea of, you know, going, you know, doing this program. But as it turns well, out, yeah, her... she had a meltdown at the funeral because her friend wouldn't stop talking about it. And she was just like, it's unnatural. It's not right. It shouldn't be something you do. And then she kind of had a meltdown on her friend and. I mean, that's the end of the scene, so we don't know if anything goes beyond that at that point, but... Yeah, and and after the... I mean, again, you got to admit, that was probably, in real life, that would not be the best time to tell someone about a program like that. I mean, okay, it's at the funeral, they're grieving for the loss of her boyfriend, her fiancé, and he's like, well, there's this program that'll, you know, simulate him, and... But... Anyways, so it, it, the next scene, it's showing that Martha is starting to kind of get back into to living again. You know, she's past her grieving period, uh, it seems. Right. And she starts getting sick. And I bet, Chad, you kind of knew, you, you pretty much probably understood what was going to be, what was going to happen next. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of those... That's one of those things in the movies or the TV that you're like, oh, yeah, okay, now we're going to go down this road. And it made sense to me because of where it leads to. And it, when I was when I was thinking about it afterwards, I'm like, that's the only place that they could go that would really lead it down the road that it goes down. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, so Martha. So let's, let's, let's take a step back, and I hate to do this, but. In the area when they had sex, it was like, it was almost robotic in the way they were doing it. And I mean, it was one of those things they got done and he kind of flipped over one way and she kind of rolled over and you're like, 
Well, she obviously wasn't satisfied with this. You know, it was it was pretty obvious. That, I mean, they played it that way, and that makes more sense later on in the movie or in the show too. But I think that was something that needed to be pointed out because otherwise, when we have to talk about the topic of sex again, it's not going to make a whole lot a lot of sense. I don't think. Yeah, and well, maybe she maybe she uh you know hooked up with him for reasons other than his 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 sexual prowess. We don't know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So anyways, poor Martha finds out that she's pregnant and then uh, she started to use the, you know, the program that uh, her friend signed her up for. So it starts out now, with... I got I to I put out there, I'm sorry, this, this really has nothing to do with the plot, but did you notice that when she did the, um, when she took the pregnancy test and when she... She was pregnant, having lost her two blue lines or anything like that. It was like this animated little girl, like wee wee wee. Yeah, that that was interesting. Uh, I said I I don't think I, I don't think we'll ever get to pregnancy tests like that. Well, I shouldn't say well, that. I'm right, sure. But I think, again, I think that goes into the future technology aspect of it all. I, I think they're trying to show that this isn't right now. This is somewhere. You know, it's, it's very similar to our time right now, or maybe it's in a slightly different universe because they don't, they seem to use our universe, but there's enough differences that it's like, it could be like a parallel universe or something like that. So, you know, I don't know. I think, I think there was a point to it just to the viewer to say, okay, so it's not quite 2019. Yeah. You so know. that makes you wonder, though. It's like, okay, so if a positive result gives that little dancing baby animation, what if she wasn't pregnant? I mean, I wonder. It almost makes you wonder what they would have the, uh, you know, what would be on the display then. They'd have a little sperm, and it would have two crosses over its eyes. Ah, who knows? But <laughs> I don't so, know. <laughs> anyways, now that we uh, got off the topic there for a second, uh, so it seems that it's helping her out a little bit. And, you know, she seems to cheer up a little bit because, again, bringing back these memories of Ash and, you know, however, at this time she starts to neglect her sister because she wants to spend more time with the virtual Ash. Correct. All right. It's like a new relationship. I mean, there she was. She's on the phone with this guy all the time. Now, granted that when she first started, it was more of a of a um, like online chat kind of thing. And then, like, for an upgrade, at least that's the feeling I get is for an upgrade, she, they, can, they can make his voice and then she can call him on the phone, which is where most of the, the episode takes place. But it's like a new relationship. She's on the phone with him all the time. Yeah. When she goes in for her first ultrasound, you know, she takes audio of it so that he can hear it too. And so it's, um, it's, like, it's like a new relationship. But, right, she starts... Uh, neglecting her sister to the point that her sister finally calls her and you know and he's like hey where you been yeah and yeah because she i remember her her phone like broke uh didn't her like she dropped her phone and it broke and then she, yeah, got, she dropped her yeah. phone as they were talking after the ultrasound yeah and she gotta get a different phone yeah because yeah. she kind of uh lost it a little bit there as i recall and but this is where we learn that 
again, this just shows where the technology is in this particular uh, universe here because there's an experimental stage where you can get a synthetic being made, you know, synthetic body that will look and sound just like your deceased loved one as well as, you know, think like they did. And again, remember, this is all based on, you know, your social media posts and what information they could get from right. that. So she unpacks it, and then uh, after letting it soak, uh, you know, she, because she had to put it in the bathtub, and then she had some, like, electrolytes or nutrients something. And, yeah. Yeah, electrolytes, nutrients, and all that kind of fun stuff, yeah. Yep. So then uh, she like goes to bed. Yep. It's like a cheap pet. You soak it in water, then you take it out, and you put stuff on it, and you feed it food. and Yeah, it's like a chip pet, only bigger. You know, I was almost thinking it's like, remember those little, like, foam-like things that start out like a small little, you know, like a dinosaur or something, and you pop it oh, in yeah, a glass of water? Oh, yeah, they or whatever, and you yep. throw it in a glass of water. <laughs> so it's what taking... Sea Did you ever do sea monkeys as a kid? I don't think I have, no. Okay, yeah, it was the same kind of thing. You got this package of free, freeze-dried stuff, and you put it in water, and pretty soon you had all these little sea monkeys uh, swimming around, and they'd die in, like, four days. But yeah. it was something neat for kids, you know. Yeah. So she gets kind of worried because it was taking a while, and that's when Ash says, okay, you got to leave it in, you know, leave it in for a while. and uh, Let it she... urinate, I believe, were his exact words. Yeah. <laughs> so then she wakes up to the sound of footsteps, and he's – Coming down the steps, dripping naked and, you know, dripping wet and totally naked. Yep. So they get him, you know, so they, uh, so once his, this synthetic android of him is created, you know, at first she's a little uncomfortable, uh, but then she starts to adapt to it and they start having sex. And I thought it was interesting how she's like, oh, you don't have a mole there. No, you you had a mole in that place, and she points to it. It's like, oh, sorry, and it's like, bloop, a Give mole. Me a second. Yeah, and a mole appears, and then, you know, it's funny. It's like she she grabbed his hand and put it on her breast, and it's like, you know, he wasn't really getting quite turned on. And then it's like, I I thought it was kind of funny. She grabbed his crotch, and he's like, right. oh, I could turn that on and off. So then he, yeah. And then proceeds to do so. Yes. And Which, thankfully we don't see, but you are led to believe that it happened. Yeah. So then from here, so yeah, they have sex and she starts to again get a little bit more disturbed because I remember they woke up and since he was an android, he didn't need to sleep. Right. And well, you know, they also talk about the sex. This is one of the things that I wanted to talk about is. Because now sex with Ash, she's having an orgasm and doing all these sounds and things. And the thing that I, I thought was interesting about it, they were like, well, she's like, where did you learn that? And he's like, online porn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because that's, true. that's not part of your social media, you know, for most people anyway. Most of us don't post ourselves out online having sex, you know. So um, at least I don't. You might, Al. I don't know, but I don't. Uh, Shh, don't tell my wife. Anyways, no, just kidding. Okay, um. sorry. Uh, but so, you know, it's, and I think that's kind of at the point where even though she really enjoyed the sex, I think that's where her brain started going, this isn't Ash. Yeah. 
No. Yeah, and she was she was kind of disturbed because again, it was an android. It didn't need to sleep, so it just kind of he just kind of laid there next to her, you know, right. looking up at the ceiling. And then, you know, he was also mentioning, do you need to eat? And he's like, well, I don't need to eat. You know, he can chew up the food if it made her feel more comfortable. But this then things started to take uh, a little bit of a dark turn because he could see that it was starting to get to her. And she just told him, just go away. And he see, I wonder if they were almost thinking along the lines of uh Isaac Asimov's Three Laws of Robotics. I mean, I'm wondering if they've got something like that programmed into these these androids. So he, you know, he just walk, gets up and walks out the door. Next morning, yeah. she wakes up and sees him just standing there at the front of the yard. Right, and, at the gate. And I have to say that this was kind of, I, I did think this was a witty line. Because um, she's like, you know, wondering what's going on. He's like, well, I can't go... Uh, you know, tw- any more than 25 meters away from my activation point. And, you know, it's like right. she didn't understand. He's like, well, this might shock you, but it's the point where I was activated. So you're bathtub. Yep. So, and this, now this, I don't get why she did this. Uh, I mean, I think she was just kind of, she just didn't really know what to do with it. But they went to the cliffs and she told him to jump off. And again, she was starting to get, a little agitated because she started to think, oh, you're not Ash. You're not acting like he would have acted. Right. And then she says to him, she says basically that and says, you know, Ash wouldn't just jump off the cliff. He'd, he'd argue with me. He'd cry. He'd, you know, all this other stuff. And so then the Android starts doing that and she screams out into the ocean and it cuts to black. Yep. And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. I thought that's where the episode ended at first. So I was waiting for the for the you know the the um ending credits, credits to start or, yeah. And then it's several years later because she gets home and her daughter's got to be what did they say eleven? Yeah, something her, like that. Yeah, finger something like that. And so they're in the kitchen and they're having cake and the daughter goes, "Well, can I have a second piece to take upstairs?" And she goes, "Well, it's not." Saturday, or it's not the weekend or something. She goes, well, but it is my birthday. And I'm like, oh, okay, so the kid gets an extra piece of sweets on the weekend or whatever, you know. And so the next day, they kind of cut from there, and then they're, the attic, they're pulling down, she's pulling down the steps to the attic. I'm like, you keep your kid in the attic? That was my first thought, you know. Yeah. Even though part of me was going, you know, he's up there, even though I'm like, eh, he jumped off the cliff. You know, I'm still thinking that. And then they go up in there, and she has kind of made the attic into this room for him, which he just kind of stands in the corner till somebody comes up there. And it's it's kind of disturbing in a way, kind of really disturbing in a way. But at the other point, you go, well, he's just uh, he's not this person; he's just this item. Yeah, it, like a. Uh... You know, a living, well, based on the sex that they were having, you know, it's living, you know, this, well, not really living, but this walking, talking sex style. But I didn't, the, see, that thing is, I didn't really like the ending because, as I said, the, this this synthetic being that she agreed to, to have created for her 
now you know she uh, she couldn't deal with it and i'm wondering if they're almost implying that it just reminded of having him around um and then that like i said she so she just kind of leaves it up in the attic all the time which again i thought i mean it does bring up some interesting questions so let's talk about some of the you know the technology that and Right. Uh, some of the more sciencey sci-fi aspects of this particular episode because remember science fiction doesn't have to be all spaceships and laser guns uh no, science fiction yep and science fiction can also be stories about how people imagine science you know to work and also be stories about people interacting with science now Again, I think they were trying to, to, to explore the theme of grief in this episode and how people can deal with it. And let's face it, we all want to remember our loved ones. And sometimes, yeah. you know, maybe going through old pictures or watching old home movies, maybe that's not always going to do it for you. You wish you could have that person back by your side again. So that's why I think she got kind of frustrated because she realized that, okay, even though it looks like Ash, it thinks kind of like he does, or at least it thinks how his social media profile made him think, it really wasn't him and he wasn't really going to come back. So, um, and see, the thing is, I wonder if they, they implied if, see, I think it's implied that she didn't really tell her daughter about whether that was about whether that was her father or if she told her the truth that you know your real father's dead and this is just like a you know a synthetic copy of him yeah i did notice that cuz the little girl called him ash she didn't call him dad or daddy or anything like that it was ash yeah um you know i think the disturbing part of this is not so much for the living people it's for the person that has died. My wife and I talked about this a little bit last night, and I said, you know, if I die before you, I'm like, no, don't do this. This, you know, even if it's something that's actually something, and she's like, oh hell no, you know, she's like, I would never do that. And I'm like, good, because that's just there's something about it because it's based on your online presence. Well, my online presence is bacon and 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 superheroes. And Cthulhu you know, and role and Cthulhu yeah. and role playing games. Yeah, it's 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 and Chad, Chad, and the occasional meme that makes fun of the Chicago Bears. That's true. <laughs> well, if that if that was part of the personality that gave my my flesh bag, as I'm going to call it, um, I'd be okay with that because nobody should like the Chicago Bears. <laughs> oh, ouch! Listeners, oh, wait, you are you a Chicago Bears fan, Al? As <laughs> the last time I checked, your online picture was a Packers thing. I changed that quite so, some time ago. L- listeners, you-, you can't see it, but there's an axe and a hatchet and a pitchfork and a knife and all sorts of sharp pointy objects sticking out of my back that all have Green Bay Packer logos on them and say, To Al from Chad with love. Always with love, my friend. Always with love. Yes. But anyways. You know, it's just one of those rivalries we have, you know, between the Packer fans and the Bears fans. Um, it, it, there's nothing malicious about it, at least on my side, you know. 
Well, I most of the time. I threw my hat in the ring behind the Bears when they made it to the playoffs this year, and the Packers didn't. Yeah. Because, you know, you got to keep it in the division at least. And then, you know, you guys had that kicker, and you know how that ended. Well, to be fair to him, and I feel bad mm-hmm. that I can't remember the guy's name, but to feel to be fair to him, do you think you could make two 43-yard field goals in a row? I don't think I could make one. And there, on, was, there was this actual bar in Chicago that did, and I actually yes. liked the story. They were say. saying that, you know, for these people who are criticizing the kicker, okay, they, they actually had this contest where if you can make a 43-yard field goal, then they would get, I, they, I don't know if it was like free beer for a year or something like that. It was free beer for a year. It was tickets to any NFL game you wanted. And then there was something else. It was like a grand total of like $20,000. Because we actually, on my podcast page, 3.14 News, we actually did an article about this. And it was the, oh, man, why can't I think of it right now? But it was like the Goose IPA um, microbrew down in Chicago. Something Goose. I can't remember what it is exactly. But um, they had 101 people try this. And they would get tickets to an NFL game. They'd get free beer for a year. And then there was something else. And I can't remember what it was. But it was like a $20,000 package. Out of 101 people, zero made that kick. Yep. So, you know, <laughs> I don't fault the guy. I'm glad Chicago did not just ax him out of, you know, sheer anger. He's still the kicker for the Chicago Bears. And I think that, um, you know, putting it in that human perspective is is really neat. And just so everybody knows, that $20,000 just didn't go back into their pockets. They actually gave it to charity. Oh, so, that's good. You know, that that was a really cool thing that I, that, that, yeah, I read about that. But now we're way off topic. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and again, I think that, if that technology technology existed and if my wife died before me, I don't think I would take advantage of that technology. Um, and yeah. again, just cause I think sometimes you just got to, you know, you have to move on. And again, it's not sounding hard. It's maybe it sounds heartless, but um, that's one of the things you have to do when you are dealing with grief, you have to find ways to move on and sometimes things that remind you of that grief will, you know, maybe just make it worse. And I think that's what they were hinting at in this particular episode here. Now, of course there's different ways people can memorialize the dead. I remember seeing something on this website a while ago. Actually it was an article, I think on cracked.com and they were talking about there, there was a company that was going to try to create a virtual you where, uh, it would they would have like a digitalized image of your face and then it would I guess you submit some information or something to it and people could ask it questions and it would answer based on the information you provided. So I don't remember the name of the website or if it ever got off the ground or past its visualization stages, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe this episode is prophetic in a way. I Think it's gonna... Let me ask you this, though, Al. Let me yeah. ask you this. In 26 years, we're both still here. 
Would you? I just read an article tonight, actually, about a company that's, or that scientists say that the technology will be in place that by 2045, humans will be able to live forever through a process where they will be able to download your memories, your personality, your thoughts from a failing body into the cloud and then put it into another either organic-based body or synthetic-type body. That's something I might do. Chad, but, have, you, yes. have you looked ahead in the episodes for Black Mirror? No. Because there is a later episode that does actually kind of deal with that uh, issue a little oh, bit. Okay. So, um, that well, is, that's... Well, we'll table this in just a second, but that is a technology I might take advantage of. But the talking about in this one, where it's just a, you know, it's it's you from the internet. I don't know if I'd want to be me from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you're not bad. Um, I remember, oh, I don't remember how it was like. I think maybe three, maybe four years ago. I think I don't remember if it was Microsoft or another big tech company. They made an AI Twitter account that was supposed to learn from people and its interactions. And within, I think it was like 24 to 48 hours, it was a racist, bigoted, misogynistic neo-Nazi. Way to go, Internet. That's how Terminator starts. Right. <laughs> but no, it, I mean, it is an interesting point. And as I said, they do explore a similar thing in a future episode of uh, of Black Mirror. But I'm not sure if I would take advantage of that or not, because I mean, I think I can see I mean, I think it would be interesting that, OK, if there was a way to make, you know, to transplant your consciousness into a synthetic body. Well, first of all, how much would that cost? But. Um, I think it also, seeing another thing I, I forgot to mention is getting back to the episode. I almost wonder with this synthetic being that, you know, was, you know, the synthetic ash, let's just call him that. Mm -hmm. Would it have rights under law? Because technically it's, can we really say it's a sentient being because it just has the memories of, you know of ash so it almost makes you wonder well, like let's partial, it's got partial memories of ash mm -hmm. um which martha points out at one point it doesn't eat it doesn't breathe it's not a it's not a biological organism so it's different than my can of mellow yellow really yeah so it's like that's what you must wonder, okay, is there some kind of law in place in this particular uh, world that this, this episode takes place in that protects them? So you almost wonder, see, the one reason I wonder that is because when she realizes that synthetic ash isn't helping her deal with her grief, she just kind of shoves them up in the attic, you know, like a, right. a, a, use, a, like a child's toy that was forgotten. And I almost wonder if these things do if these synthetic people do have some sort of right or if, you know, rights or if they can be disact, you know, disactivated or inactivated. Yeah. You know, I just had this horrible thought and I'm going to put it out there because it kind of made me chuckle. I don't know if you noticed me chuckling while you were talking, but so like an abandoned kid's toy, 
think she takes it out of the attic every once in a while and uses it. I don't know that she might. <laughs> Because, I mean, it seems that clearly, I mean, it did seem to satisfy her sexually a couple times, so... Right. Maybe... And they don't, they don't mention another man in her life 11 that's years true. later. That's true. So. so, but yeah, that's just one thing I wonder. And again, this is one of the things I like about this series. Sometimes, and this comes from the perspective of a gamer, I like looking at these episodes and thinking, what what is the world like around you know, these, these characters again, like remember the second episode, 15 million merits, you know, right. I, I, I wondered with that, it's like, okay, what caused the world to get to that particular situation? And are they just like living underground and is everything on the surface? Is it like a nuclear wasteland or, you know, what's going on? But yeah. And I wonder that, that I actually thought about that in this episode too. It's like, if she's, if the synthetic ash isn't helping her, deal with the loss of her boyfriend or fiance why does she keep it around is it just that she doesn't have the heart to inactivate him or maybe there's a legal process and she just doesn't want to go through it or maybe they yeah. are considered you know maybe they do have rights where you can't just said arbitrarily inactivate one of these uh these synthetic people yeah, no, I mean, those are all good questions, and we've had this discussion on, I think, just about every episode, and we don't know. And they leave it very vague when it comes to those kind of things, and maybe they do that, maybe they do that for a reason, maybe they don't. Maybe it's just not something that really has anything to do with the episodes. But, I don't know. I mean, the way the, way the world's going... Everything has rights. You know, your cats and your dogs have rights <laughs> to a certain degree. Well, yeah, and that's true. So, but I don't, do you have any final thoughts about this particular episode? You know, I think this may shock you, but this has been my favorite episode so far. Okay. I like, I like the psychological way that they put it together. The way that they build the Martha character. Because she's just kind of like, you know, it's almost like she's annoyed with Ash before he dies, you know, because he's always playing online. He's never paying attention to her. And then all of a sudden he's gone and there's that grief. And that grief, of course, is the loss of a loved one. But it can also be kind of like that, that um, I don't want to say survivor's guilt, but that, you know, hey, I... Uh, I was mad at him the last time I saw him. You know, you see that all the time in movies. It's like almost a reoccurring thing. It's like even TV shows. Have you ever seen that '70s show? I'm not a fan of it. I don't, but I've seen it. I've seen a little bit of it because my wife will sometimes watch it. Okay, so there's an episode in there where Eric's grandmother dies, and so Red's mother dies, and you know, of course they use it for humor, but it, it kind of connects to this in a way because Eric says to his grandmother as he's driving her home and she dies in the car next to him, she goes, he goes, you know, you could just be a little bit nicer. It wouldn't kill you. And of course then she dies, <laughs> you know, but then there was that whole thing that after that, then they looked at it from the point of Eric, who's like, the last thing I said to my grandmother was you could be a little nicer. It's not going to kill you. And she dies. Yeah. 
You know, so that's one thing that always worries me. It's like every time my wife and I are together, when we when we separate for whatever work, whatever, it's you know, it's always a you always say a nice thing because you don't want to have that on your conscious of, oh my god, I didn't I didn't tell her I loved her. I didn't, you know, I I told her she was a big fat cow this morning because she pissed me off, you know, or whatever. Not that I would ever call my wife a big fat cow, but I'm just kind of. <laughs> I wouldn't trust me. I wouldn't. Uh, but you know what I mean? It's like you always try to say something nice because you never know. I'm big and fat. I could have a heart attack at work. Who knows? You know? Yeah. But I, 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 have, I have a solid heart though, Al. Don't worry. That's good. Uh, but I, I certainly understand. I mean, I, I think, yeah, the, and again, especially as getting older, it's like, yeah, I don't want to, I mean, usually my wife leaves before, you know, leaves for work before I do. So our schedules aren't such that like we're both leave. Usually we don't both leave for work at the same time. But yeah, that would be sad if like, you know, you think about it. What if something did happen where, you know, you you have a huge fight with your wife before you leave for work in the morning. And then later you find out that she died in a car accident to or from work, you know, or something right. else happened. And it's like. You think, okay, maybe the last person, last thing I said to my wife was, you know, you're a stupid idiot and I regret marrying you. And it's like, if that's your last memory of that person, and if you think in that person's dying thoughts, maybe they thought the last thing that you said to them, it, yeah, it could be, definitely could be sad. And um, so, yeah, I think. It could devastate a person. It could oh, devastate yeah. a person. That's kind of the feeling I get about this episode is. And they build her character in such a way that you, even though it's never spoken out loud, you can almost see those thought processes going through her head. And yes, it's a slow episode. Oh my God, is it a slow episode? But at this point in the series, this is probably my favorite episode. And my second favorite episode is one we've already done, but it's the last episode of this of this season, which is that Christmas episode. Christmas one, yeah. So I'm hoping that season two is going to be better to me than season one. <laughs> well, the next episode, White Bear, and I did mention this last time. I like White Bear. It's a good episode. My daughter, my daughter said that's her favorite episode. It's my wife's favorite as well. So we'll discuss that. So did she spoil it for you? Did she tell you what it was about? Nope. She's been very good about that. She's been rewatching the series with me when I sit down and watch it for this. She'll sit and watch an episode with me. So it's been kind of nice. Yeah. And like I said, it's again, it's an, and this is what I like about this series. It's thought provoking a lot of times. And again, the um, the white bear episode does actually bring up some, at least in my opinion, it does actually bring up some very thought provoking questions. And I think it also makes some uh, commentaries about society as well. But we'll be talking about that uh, in the not-too-distant future. I'm not sure if we're going to do that for the next episode. Um, I mean, I know there's another topic Chad and I were talking a little bit about, um, so we might do that one instead. We'll have to, after we're done recording here, we'll have to, uh, you know, hash out those details. But We'll have a discussion for your enjoyment. Yes, we'll have a meeting of the minds. But before we go today, Chad, you mentioned that Mind you did... What? Did you say the mind butts? I, what did I say? I thought a meeting of you the said, minds. You said we have to have a meeting of the minds, but. Okay. <laughs> but that's for another time. So 
So before we end today's episode, you mentioned that you have a podcast, 3.14 News, or page 3.14 News. So if someone someone would like to check out page 3.14 News and maybe some of the other things that you've got going on, where can they find it? Well, they can find it at eclecticmediaproject.com. You go there, you click on podcasts, and we got a nice little list for you. And if you click on any of those podcasts, it'll take you to the latest episode of each podcast. If you don't want to do that, if you just want to kind of go and check it all out, you can, on the homepage, just click Podbean, and it'll take you right to our page on Podbean, and you can look at, I think we've got 36 episodes up now on the new platform. So okay, it's growing. Now, has that episode where you talked about the Chicago Bear um, kicker, has that episode dropped yet? Yes. Okay, because I subscribed to your show, and I don't remember seeing that, so maybe I, I just... I think it was the last episode. I think it was the last episode that I put out. Let me look here, because I got my list right here. Yes. Yep, it was on the last episode that came out, so episode 13, which will actually drop this coming Monday. It hasn't dropped yet. Okay, yeah, I'll have to... Yeah, I'll have to check that out because, like I said, I haven't uh, I, I haven't listened to that yet, so maybe it didn't. Um, I wonder if it, uh, it drops, off, drops the Monday after what we're recording right now. Okay, so yeah, I have to go back and listen to because I don't remember seeing that one. Um, well, I think that's about all I have to say for now. So I'd uh, like to thank you all for listening, and uh, of course, Chad, I'd like to thank you for uh, joining me. And I said I think overall. Yep, I think, and overall, the series does pick up a bit more from here, because um, I said in the first, the first season it kind of alternates where there's like slower episodes and then more exciting episodes, but like I said at, from here it does start picking up a little bit, so there aren't as many of those slower episodes, but okay, we will be talking about those episodes in the coming weeks ahead. So with that said, I'd like to thank you all for listening and. Have a good evening, or morning, or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are, and we'll catch you next time. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata? Uh, It ain't no passing phase. There you go. Yeah, something like that. Okay, goodbye, everybody. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.